Hey friends, welcome to Enough for Today for Monday, September the 6th, uh, 5th. And thanks for being my guest today, Labor Day. I hope you have a happy Labor Day. I hope you get the day off. Wherever this broadcast finds you, thanks for joining me today. We are at the halfway point of the Psalms in our journey. Now, there's 150 Psalms, so you're thinking, well, we're not at Psalm 75, but we've worked out of numerical order. So as we begin Psalm 60, we actually do begin our 75th Psalm. This began almost, uh, well, two and a half years ago with COVID, encouraging ourselves in the Word of God, and we've just continued every day to process our human experiences and emotions to God in His Word. And I, I thank you, those of you that have made the journey with me. I have enjoyed this. It's kind of lonely sitting behind this camera and doing this, but when I hear from you, it reminds me there actually are people that view this and they're being blessed by it. Um, so I just love doing it for my own heart and my own soul. It's been very good. As we're between these two Psalms, before we start Psalm 60, I thought I'd take today and do something a little bit unique. Um, I thought I would give you a 30,000 foot view of the book of Psalms. So let's jump into a satellite and go up into the atmosphere and look at all 150 of these Psalms and what are they. And I have uh, found a really good summary of these Psalms uh, on the at esv.org. Uh, I just did a Google search for the structure of the books of Psalms. And uh, this is fascinating to me and it's been a while since I've reviewed it and I thought it might help you as well. There's five books included in the book of Psalms. So it's one book of Psalms, but it's five separate books pulled together. And they all have a little different theme or, or a tone to them. And we're in the middle of book two right now. So let me break it down for you. And then I'm gonna uh, let you go today and we're gonna jump into Psalm 60 tomorrow. But this is fascinating. This is just kind of for your, for your mental library, uh, library. So book one is Psalms one to 41. And they, in one and two, an introduction to the Psalms is provided. And then except for 10 and 33, the rest of the Psalms are Psalms of David. Most of them are prayers of distress. Remember that. So most of the first 41 Psalms are born out of distress. Some are statements of confidence in God and his salvation um, and reflections on worship. So book two begins at Psalm 42 and goes through 72. So we're right towards the uh, back third now of book two. Book two introduces the first group of Psalms by the sons of Korah, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, many of these Psalms are Psalms of David, and this is where most of his historical Psalms are included. We'll see this tomorrow. Psalm 60 is written during a historical moment, as have been many of the Psalms we've studied in book two. Lament and distress dominate these psalms, which um, is now including it in a kind of a congregational or communal voice. Um, there's one psalm attributed to Solomon that concludes book two. And uh, ultimately, these books, uh, these psalms about kings and kingship point to Jesus as, as the ultimate king. So book two, many, much lament, much distress much history uh, related to Israel's kings, okay, and their personal experiences. Okay, book three begins with Psalm 73, and it gets darker. So just think about the, uh, the, the sheer volume of Hebrew poetry and worship 
that's born so far out of distress and lament and darkness. Well, with book three, the tone darkens even further. Uh, Psalm 73 opens the book by questioning the justice of God. Um, Let's see here. The light has almost escaped the psalmist entirely in Psalm 88, which is the bleakest or the darkest of all the psalms. And that's saying something because we've seen some pretty dark psalms. Um, Book three concludes in Psalm 89 with um, good news badly threatened. Okay, so where is hope? Sharp rays of hope occasionally come through the darkness in this book, Psalm 75, Psalm 85, Psalm 87. It's the briefest book, the third book is. Uh, It also contains Psalms of Asaph, 73 to 83, and another set of the Psalms from the sons of Korah, 84, 85, 87 to 88. So book three, which we'll journey forward into in in not too many days, uh, is a heavy book, but it's brief. Book four, this is interesting, Psalm 90 through 106. Psalm 90 is my favorite psalm. We've already been through it, but it is the psalm of Moses. And it's such a great flyby, a 30,000 foot flyby of all of life. And God, really Moses teaching the next generation about how life on earth transpires. Um, So... The theme continues in Psalms 103 to 106, which summarize God's dealings with his people before any kings reigned. Um, There's a group of Psalms 93 to 100 characterized by the refrain, the Lord reigns. So so book four sort of answers the distress of book three and book, book two and book one. And that's interesting to perceive. One is personal distress. Two is uh personal distress. Three is sort of national distress. Book four, the Lord reigns. Uh, It establishes God as king and God uh, and celebrates that. Then book five, and we'll finish here. The structure of book five, it goes Psalms 107 to 150. The structure of book five reflects the closing petition of book four in, in chapter 106, verse 47. It declares that God does answer prayer. And it concludes with five hallelujah psalms, really songs of make a joyful noise, Psalm 146 to 150. In between, there are several songs affirming the validity of the promises to David. There's two collections of Davidic psalms or psalms of David uh, and the longest psalm celebrating God's word. Psalm 119 is totally a celebration of the word of God. And then another favorite aspect of my book, of my uh view of the book of Psalms is Psalms 120 to 134, which is the Psalms of Ascent. It's the songs they would sing in their pilgrimage when they were going to the feasts at Jerusalem. We just studied one of those feasts yesterday at church, the Feast of Tabernacles or the Festival of Tents. And we talk about how fun God is, how jubilant and joyful and celebrative God is. And so Psalms 120 to 134 are the Psalms they sang on the way to Jerusalem. Now, my friend, I just, I'm fascinated by these kinds of things. And I hope I haven't wasted your 10 minutes. Um, But sometimes zooming out, getting a 30,000 foot view of what are we looking at? And you know what we're looking at? We're looking at hundreds of years of Hebrew history charted and, 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 and chronicled in personal devotion, personal worship, personal prayer, 
of God followers that go back thousands of years. And when you lift out 30,000 feet and you look down, what do you see? You see struggling men and women. You see struggling humankind, okay? Emotionally distressed through every kind of season and every kind of oppression and every kind of personal failure, every kind of emotional and human experience. But you see them running and looking up vertically to a relationship with God based on mercy and grace. And you see them over and over finding comfort and focus and clarity and direction and wisdom and understanding and knowledge. You see them building their lives and rooting themselves, like Psalm 1 says, like the tree planted by the rivers of water. And what else do you see through the whole span of the history? 150 Psalms, uh, hundreds of years, going back from our time, thousands of years. What do you see? A faithful God. You see a steadfast God. So my friend, as we come in tomorrow to Psalm 60, maybe take some time to read it today or maybe in the morning, uh, we will open uh, again God's heart. We will open a human heart expressing itself to God, praying to God, worshiping God, and once again, we'll journey forward uh, on our journey. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks for taking this 30,000 foot view. We'll pick it up here tomorrow. Happy Labor Day.